Welcome to Discovering Spirit Within. This is Reverend Deborah Phillips coming to you from Spiritual Life Center in Sacramento, California. Today I want to talk to you about how to stop the ain't it awfuls. Now the ain't it awfuls are what happens when you tell someone something and then they go into a spin over what it is you have told them. I'll explain that a little bit more in just a moment. But first of all, I just need to share this really uplifting thing that happened to me yesterday. I'm recording this on a day when we are expecting a second major storm here in Sacramento. We had a big one on New Year's Eve, and we had a couple of days of a little bit of a reprieve, not much, and we're gearing up again for another storm. So yesterday, I went to the store and I was getting some groceries and just, you know, doing the little things that I would normally do. People were out buying batteries like they were going out of style and in general, getting prepared for the storm. And I was in a little grocery store, I was in Sprouts actually. And as I was leaving, I noticed this woman who was standing at a spinner that had packets of seeds on it. And she was looking at the seeds and you could tell that she was trying to decide which ones to buy. And I thought, here's a woman who's looking at seeds to plant when we're preparing for this horrendous storm that could cause flooding, power outages and all this kind of stuff. And she's looking at seeds that she's going to plant. I walked up to her and I said, it is such a beautiful sight to see you doing this in the midst of all this other things that are going on. And she smiled and she said, you have to keep living. And I said, thank you for being here in this time and this moment. Now, I have to tell you, I wasn't worried. I was simply preparing for what could possibly happen in the next couple of days. So I wasn't doing Ain't It Awful. And there's two ways to do ain't it awful. There's the way of doing it to yourself going, oh my God, this is awful and how am I going to do it and blah, 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 blah. And then there's the other kind of ain't it awful is the one that comes at you when you tell somebody something and they give you a negative reaction. Now you might be wondering why I'm talking about this. I almost called this the keep it to yourself episode because in New Thought, we teach you to not talk about things very much. And that also might seem weird. It's like if you've got like a goal that you're trying for, or you want something to happen and you're excited about it and you so you go around telling people about it. Well, there's a couple of reasons to not do that. One of them is that you're spreading the energy around and it's not concentrated. And if you're really trying to manifest something, you want that focus. The other part is, is that you're opening up to everybody else's idea of what should or should not be or could or could not be, and you're going to hear about everybody else's fears. You're going to hear about their ain't it awfuls. Now, I'm going to tell you something that happened over um, Christmas, and I'm going to ask you to think about as I tell you this, think about what your gut reaction to this story is. How do you feel and where do you go with it? My husband was in the hospital on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Now please take a moment to think about how that felt to you and I'll tell you the rest of the story. Okay, on December 23rd, my husband woke up 
with his arm swollen from the wrist up to the elbow. And it was really clear he had an infection. And I said, we need to get this looked at. So we spent the day learning the difference between urgent care and the emergency room. Urgent carers can't take blood. They can't do labs. So we did go to an urgent care. They did look at him. They said, we can't do labs. And so we trundled up to um, an ER. And we were very fortunate. We got in very quickly. And the people said, uh, this looks like a fairly serious infection. My husband has some other health issues. And so they said, we would like you to stay overnight for observation. My husband said, no, I don't want to stay. They said, okay, you seem like a reasonable person. I was good. I didn't chuckle. And they said, that's fine. We'll give you an IV of antibiotics, which will take about an hour, and then you can go home. So we did that and uh, got something to eat, went home. And the next morning I got up and went out and my husband always gets up before I do. He was sitting there and he said, well, they were right and I was wrong. And I looked down and his hand was super swollen. So we bundled up. He packed a bag because they had told him he could come back. And we went back to the ER, which was very, very quiet. And we got in very quickly And of course, they decided to admit him, and they were going to take him for tests and things, so I came on home. This was not a life-threatening situation, so I also decided not to tell anybody. And then I decided, well, I'd like to share it with at least one person, and so I called up a friend of mine, and I told her what was going on, and that was good. And I just decided to keep it to myself, because I didn't want to hear the ain't it awfuls from people. Now, trust me, if this had been a more drastic situation, I would have been asking people for help and support. But I was perfectly okay, and I wasn't going to die from being alone on Christmas. I had two services to do. It wasn't like I was abandoned or anything. So on Christmas Eve, the candlelight service, I saw a couple people, and somebody looked at me and said, what's going on? And I said, oh, I said, well, my husband's in the hospital. And this person went into, oh, my God. God, that's awful. What's happening? I'm so sorry for you. And I just looked at them and I said, it's fine. He's just in for observation. (laughs) You know, he's, they're just being careful because that's what they do. And of course, that was exactly what I was wanting to avoid. But I decided to play with it. And the next morning, I was sitting next to Reverend James, my boss, and I just let it very casually drop that Jim was in the hospital. And he looked at me and he said, your husband's in the hospital? I said, yes, just for observation. It's fine. And he let it go. And the contrast was so interesting to me. It's like, of course, he also knows me well enough, I think, that if it were really serious, I would have told him I would have been making a bigger deal out of it. You might be wondering why I'm talking about this, why I think this is important to understand. It's because in the end, what we focus on is what we get to keep. So if a situation is happening and we get into the ain't and awfuls, either in our own head or we talk to a bunch of people and we listen to all of their versions of ain't it awful, what we get is awful. We get more of the same. We, get to, we don't have the space to be able to work through and look for any kind of good that's going on. The ain't it awfuls come from fear. If I'm in my own version of my personal inner version of ain't it awful, then I am wrestling with my own fears. If I'm getting the ain't it awfuls from other people, what I am getting is their fear. 
And this is the important, really important thing to understand is that when you tell somebody something like, let's say, I'm going to go back to school and they come back with, well, you're, you're 42 years old and you've got three kids and how are you going to afford it and blah, 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 blah. They're not giving you advice. They're telling you all of their fears and they're telling you all the reasons that they couldn't do it. And it really doesn't matter what the situation is. If you tell someone something that you want to do or that's going to happen or something that's going on in your life and they come back with one of these ain't it awfuls, try to remember that it's their ain't it awful, not yours. This brings us back to my earlier comment about when you are trying to manifest something in your life, keep it to yourself or make sure that you only tell really trusted people who you know will support you no matter what it is that you're talking about or wanting to do. I remind myself now when someone comes to me to talk about something, even if I think it sounds like the craziest thing on the planet, I support them. Now, I mean, if they were going to do something that would be harming them or whatever, I, of course, I would talk, talk to them about that. But if somebody talks about going back to school or moving to a new town or doing whatever it is they're going to do, starting a new spiritual discipline, I'm going to, you know, listen to them and support them in what they're thinking at the time, because I think we all deserve that support. I bet you could think of several times in your life where you had this idea and you wanted to share it with people and what happened was buckets of cold water got thrown on the idea, all because of someone else's ain't it awful and someone else's fear. I'm pretty sure I'm repeating myself by saying that this is very important, but it is. It's one of the most important metaphysical principles that you can follow is to keep your energy to yourself. Keep your energy focused. This doesn't mean that you can't talk about what you're doing or talk about your dream. It doesn't mean you can't do it. It means being careful who you share it with and making sure that they're a person who's going to support you. Now, I'm not saying that you only talk to people who agree with you because that's a whole other kind of way of living in the world. But Knowing that someone will support you, no matter how crazy they think you're being in the moment, is one of the greatest gifts you can receive. It's also one of the greatest gifts you can give to someone else to simply be there for them while they're doing their process, while they're doing their life. Having that kind of support is really amazing. I remember when I was in my um, mid-20s, I had just gotten into Unity, and it was really clear that I was called to do spiritual work. And I walked up to the, the minister at the church, and I said, I want to be a minister. Now, he stood there, and he looked at me, and I know he was seeing a woman who was in a, in a very difficult marriage uh, that wasn't going to last, um, didn't have a job, didn't have a degree, He thought for a moment and he said, okay. Now, I don't know what I expected, but that reaction shocked me, absolutely shocked me because I expected him to tell me all these reasons why it wouldn't work. And then he found a way to get me into a ministerial program. I was standing there waiting for the bucket of water and he supported me. He said, yes, Let's find a way to do this. That changed my entire life. Just that one person in that one moment not telling me I was nuts 
And at that time, I didn't really understand the principle of only talking to people who, you know, who had a high enough consciousness. I think that's what I'm really trying to say here, is find people who don't necessarily always agree with you, but have a high enough consciousness that I can see that you have a dream, you have an idea that is coming to you from spirit, and at the very least needs to be examined. Because a lot of ideas come to us, a lot of screwy ideas come to us, and we won't know if they're viable until we examine them, until we try it out, until we explore what the possibilities are. And if we have people saying, no, here's your bucket of water because that ain't going to work, and you can't do that, and you're not able to do that, and what are you thinking? If they're, and they're just, then tell you all the catastrophic things that can happen and just ain't it awful all over you, how are you ever going to move forward? When we share something with another person, we are being vulnerable. We are opening ourselves up to them. And in some ways, we're probably asking for validation. I have learned over the years to be mindful of who I'm talking to now and what I am looking for in that conversation. Am I looking for a sounding board to say, hey, I've got this idea and what do you think in terms of this or that or the other thing? Or am I looking simply for validation? Hey, do you think this is a good idea? Do you think I can do it? It's almost like asking another person for permission to live your own life. At the same time, it's very natural for us to want to share our ideas and our thoughts and our feelings, and it's natural for us to want validation. So how do we tell the difference? How do we tell what to do here? Maybe a first step would be to think about how important this topic is to you. Is it something that you really want to accomplish in your life and it's very important to you? Or is it sort of a general thing that you actually wouldn't mind hearing other people's ideas and are prepared for some ain't it awfuls in the conversation? From there, you decide who you're going to talk to about it. And from there, you decide, you might even decide that you would tell some ain't it awfuler just to see what they'll do with it, but prepare yourself for that bucket of water by bringing an umbrella, so to speak. If it's a very, very important thing that you are wanting to accomplish in your life, and I'm going to go back to the example of going back to school just because it's an easy one to talk about, or moving to another town to take a different job, those kinds of things you can relate it to your own life, I'm sure. But if it's really a goal for you, and it's very important, keep it to yourself until you are sure of what it is you want to do, and then choose one or two people to share it with, or go to the people that you know can help you get go the right direction. There's two reasons for this. The first reason is you don't want to put yourself in front of the ain't awfuls. You don't need those buckets of water. The other one is, is that the more focused you can be, the more you can concentrate your spiritual energy on this thing that you want to manifest in your life, the more powerful it's going to be. When you run around telling 10 or 15 people about something, not only are you getting their feedback, you are also diluting the energy, spreading your attention out all over different things, and you're spending so much time talking to other people, are you really even focusing on your goal? 
And focus is the most important part of manifesting anything in your life. When you go within and you hear the voice or you get the inspiration to do something, to manifest something in your life, it's coming from the inside of you. It's coming from your spirit. It's coming from your soul voice. And when you're listening to your soul voice, you take action. And in that action, you start to manifest whatever it is that is this impulse that you have. Diluting that energy will, at best, really slow it down and maybe give you more obstacles. And at the worst, you just might lose any ability to continue and bring it into manifestation. Focus doesn't mean that you're thinking about it 24-7 or completely obsessing about it. What it means is, is that when you are on that subject, you are clear and you are focused and you are listening to your inner voice, your soul voice, guiding you along the way. Now, some of that guidance obviously is going to come from the outside. There's going to be people that you run into and you may run into naysayers, but a naysayer is a little bit different than an ain't it awfuler. And if you are focused enough those kinds of energies are not going to affect you as much as they would when you're first starting out and also when you're looking for validation, when you're looking for someone outside you to tell you that it's okay to do what you're doing. So this is really about having the confidence in yourself and your ability to listen to spirit to do what it is you need to do. I went back to school when I was 52 years old and there were people who thought I was nuts. But I have to tell you, that changed my life as well. And that is where I finally ended up being ordained a few years after that. It was the best decision I ever made. And I had some ain't it awfulers. I also had some people who just didn't understand why a person my age would want to go back to school. I was in a hardware store one day, and there was this young man, probably... 19 or 20 stocking shelves. And I was looking for something and we were chatting about something. And I mentioned to him that I was working on my master's degree. And he looked at me and he said, why? And I could tell he was looking at me as probably being his grandmother. And he could not figure out why someone my age would go back to school. I just chuckled and walked off. I didn't explain it to him. And I understood where he was coming from. But that came after years and years of practice of keeping things to myself, not talking about them until I was confident enough within me that no matter what other people said, I would still be okay. I would feel comfortable going ahead with what I was doing. The first point is to get off the ain't it awfuls. I don't know what your response to my first saying that my husband was in the hospital over Christmas, but if you went into, oh my God, I'm so sorry, that must have been awful for you, understand that that is your own fear. That is how you might feel if that were happening. And then the ain't it awfuls from other people, remember that's their fear. That's where they're coming from. And it has absolutely nothing to do with you. So be careful what you open yourself up to or who you open yourself up to. The other part, the other point is this the idea of maintaining your focus. If there's something that's really important to you in life, first of all, it's come to you through spirit. It's come to you through your soul voice. And so listening to that means that you keep it to yourself, only share it with the most trusted friends who you know may not even agree with you. They don't have to agree with you. 
but they support you no matter what. I mean, they may even say, I think you're crazy, but hey, you know, if this is what you need to do, I'm your friend, I'm going to be there and I'm going to support you. Keep it to yourself until you feel really confident within. Then when you start to talk about it, you'll have that emotional umbrella that will withstand buckets of water and any other kind of naysaying and ain't it awfuling that might be going on around you. When an idea comes to you, it comes through spirit. The most powerful thing you can do is maintain your focus because that is how you build up your mental, emotional, and spiritual power by staying focused. And very interestingly, the daily word for today happens to be focus. And so I'm going to end with reading you the daily word for today. The affirmation is, my focus remains on the divine spirit within me. There are so many things in my world that are calling for my attention. I may begin dealing with one situation, but find myself distracted by something else. It's certainly easy to do. How do I keep from becoming scattered and confused? I find the answer within myself. I am a spiritual being filled with all the divine wisdom and sound judgment I could ever need. If I begin to feel scattered or pulled in too many directions, I stop for a moment, take a breath, and turn my attention inward. My mind settles as I focus on spirit. Centering myself in the presence of God, I declare divine order is at work in all aspects of life. This awareness keeps my focus on the divine presence within and all around me. This is the perfect explanation of what I've been talking about for the last 20 minutes. I really hope you can find a way to minimize the ain't it awfuls in your life, and I wish you a blessed, wonderful, focused week. Thank you for listening today. Discovering Spirit Within is produced by Spiritual Life Center. If you enjoyed our discussion and feel inspired to support us, you can go to slcworld.org forward slash donate. And now, until we meet again, deep peace of the running wave to you, deep peace of the flowing air to you, deep peace of the quiet earth to you, deep peace of the shining stars to you, deep peace of the son and daughter of peace to you, and may the joys of the world go with you.